All right, kids, the last week of the drama show. Are you all ready? All set here, Mr. Jacobs. Great. I'll go tell Sam. Stand by, everyone. Standing by. Okay, guys, it's the last show of the season. Are we pumped or what? We are pumped. I guess. What? Chelsea, you can't seriously be upset today. It's the finale, the climax, the crescendo. It's the end, too. What do you mean? I don't want it to be over already. I like coming here every week, acting out shows, listening to radio programs and songs. Yeah, but we do that every week at Mr. Jacob's Garage. But it's not a big show like it is here. There are- There's so many people out there. This is a bigger crowd than when there was free ice cream in the cafeteria. Uh-oh. What happened this time? Chelsea's facing the fact that things aren't going to be as fun after the show is over. Oh. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I feel the same way. It doesn't, Violet, but thanks. Well, the good news is there will be another show next year, all going well. Everett's right, and don't forget the two weeks around Christmas time. That's an even shorter time, though. I know, it's rough. But remember what we learned last week? We need to be happy when we're serving God. Great, so now I feel sad and guilty. Good talk, Violet. Well, that backfired. What are we going to do, you guys? Well, as much as I want to help, I think it's going to have to wait until the end of the show. Because you need to think about it? No, because the show's starting right now. Good morning, everyone. It's the last week of the summer drama show, and of course, we save the best for last. Thank you all for your generous support of our missionaries. And if you have any questions after the show, please feel free to stop by the ticket table where Sam and Tabitha are ready to help. But before you go ask them all about the missionaries, sit back and enjoy the show. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the chilling drama, The Ice Cream Hoarder, an adapted biblical teaching about sharing. Once upon a time in the fair city of Tinkerton, there was an ice cream factory. That's right, Frosty's Frozen Fun Times. We are well known for our creamy, smooth, sweetly flavored ice cream. On the weekend of our story, the owner of Frosty's Frozen Fun Times had an announcement to make. My good employees, this weekend marks the 100th anniversary of Frosty's Frozen Fun Times founding. Feel free to take as much ice cream with you tonight as a gift from me to you. Be sure everyone you know gets at least a gallon, if not two, of our fantastic flavors. I want all of Tinkerton to know how much we appreciate them. And so all the employees cheered and went about gathering as much ice cream as their cars could carry. I love this stuff. I can't wait to get it home. It's a lifetime supply. But when this particular employee headed home, she put all of the ice cream she could pack into her car. I even filled the glove compartment. I wonder if there's a way to get it into the fuel tank. Of course, she decided that might not be a good idea. Creative as it was. Gotta think outside the box, you know. She then headed out. As she went on her way, she came upon a group of kids standing out in the sun, looking very warm indeed. You know what would really go great right now? Some ice cream. But the employee ignored them. It's not like they deserve any ice cream. Just look at them, standing around instead of doing their homework. But it's summer. We don't have homework. Then go mow the lawn. Sheesh. Kids these days, always expecting a handout. She continued on her way when she saw some construction workers. Man, you know what would go great right now? A big old tub of ice cream, am I right? But 
She ignored them. I would hate to interrupt their hard work. They look like they can afford to buy their own ice cream anyway. This went on all the way home. She would come upon someone who looked like they would enjoy some of the ice cream she had with her. But she always had some reason why she didn't have to share. They might be lactose intolerant. I don't know if I have their favorite flavor. Do they really need ice cream? I mean, it's certainly not going to help them to get any thinner. When she finally got home, she joyfully emptied out her freezer. Make way, frozen peas. I've got ice cream. But when she ran out to her car, a wet, drippy, sticky sight greeted her. Oh, gross. All of the ice cream that she had saved for herself had melted and gotten everywhere. Because she had stored so much of it, there was not an inch of her car that hadn't been ruined by this mess. What's more is that I won't be able to eat any of it. The moral is, God gives us amazing gifts all the time. These can be talents, wealth, or even greater things like his love and forgiveness. The thing is, he gives these things to us so that we can use them to bless others. If we don't share these things, not only will we not be doing what God wants, but we won't be able to enjoy them ourselves. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the roguish drama, The Seekers, an adapted biblical teaching about God's love. Once upon a time in the Wild West, there was an outlaw named Wally the Kid. That means if the law is in, I'm not. Now, give me your wallet and no one has to get hurt. Wally had many warrants out for his arrest. He had robbed banks, rustled cattle, held up stagecoaches. Pretty much, if it was illegal, Wally had committed it at one time or another. You're going to keep telling this story, or are you going to hand over your wallet? Oh, uh, here. Uh. May I continue? Sure. Just don't make any false moves. The thing was, Wally had gotten tired of his life of crime. I feel so alone. I thought when I started that I could have anything I wanted. But look at me. I'm cut off from the world. I can't go into town, and the only way I can make money is by stealing it. And that just puts a bigger price on my head. Meanwhile, in a sheriff's office in Shiloh Valley. You the sheriff in these parts? That's me, who wants to know? Name's Stacy Tomes, U.S. Marshal. I've been informed that you've got problems with a local bandit by the name of Wally the Kid. Oh yeah, that dirty coyote's been nothing but a thorn in our side for years. Are you here to take care of him? In a manner of speaking. After my business is done here, you won't have to worry about his thieving ways anymore. Well, great, let's head out and find him. And so, equipped with the best horses and gear money could buy, the marshal and the sheriff rode out into the hills where Wally was known to hide. The marshal and the sheriff, you say? I better make tracks. Having a narrator around does have its advantages. By the time they had arrived at his hideout, he had long since gone. Looks like someone tipped him off. We'll never find him now. I wouldn't be so sure about that. What do you mean? Just listen. Whilst they were searching his camp, Wally was headed to the caves in Clayton Ravine. There you go. Huh, listen to the narrator. Never would have thought of that. Four months, Wally tried to evade his pursuers. He set traps, 
burned bridges and at times even took a couple of shots at them. But despite all of this, the Seekers kept chasing him. They just don't know when to give up. And so before too long, Wally found himself cornered, out of ammo and out of food. Mr. The Kid, I have been looking forward to this day for a long time. I bet you have. Just do what you've got to do and get it over with. Yes, yeah, sweet justice. <clears throat> By the authority vested in me, I present you, Walter T. Kidd, with this document, a pardon of all crimes, past and present. You are free to become part of society again and enjoy the rights and privileges shared by all lawful citizens. Wait, what? You're forgiving him? That was my whole mission. The rest is up to Mr. Kid. I look forward to seeing your reply. Adios. And with that, the marshal rode off into the sunset, leaving Wally to decide what to do with this great gift. A full pardon? I can't believe it. You and me both. The moral is, God loves you very much, and he's done more to be friends with you than you can ever imagine. We have hurt him, run away from him, and anyone else would have given up long ago, but God is patient. He doesn't want to miss out on anyone becoming his friend. So if you ever feel that you've been too bad for God to want to be your friend, just remember, He's loved you from the very beginning, and nothing will ever change that. Thank you, everyone. It's been an honor performing for you this month, and hopefully we'll see you next year. Travel safe and enjoy the rest of your summer. And there you go. That's a wrap. So are we taking everything down now, or what's the plan? I think... Mr. Brian and Mr. Jacobs said they were going to pack things up later. We've just got to make sure the costumes get put in the laundry bags near the dressing rooms. Huh. What's the matter, Artie? I just have a strange memory that we were talking about something really deep before we started the show. You remember, Violet? No. Though, I remember something, too. Maybe it was why I was so sad and the show was over and now it won't be back for months? All right, Chelsea's little pouty fit. I am not pouting, I'm sad. Though after that, it's a little more like angry. Whoa, okay. Why is it this month, every time I come back here, there's some sort of dilemma? Artie, I thought you were going to keep things under control this year. Sorry, I didn't know that being a stage manager meant being a counselor and peace officer. Hmm, fair enough, I suppose. So, what is it this time? Short version or long version? Let's go with the short version, Everett. Okay. Chelsea is sad that the show is over and she won't move on. Oh, I see. Yeah, I feel the same way, Chelsea. It's really fun putting on shows for other people, isn't it? Yeah, can't we just have one more? Not this time. But that's the beauty of it all. Nothing here on Earth lasts forever. But there's always something new coming around the corner. Yeah, but that doesn't make losing good things easier. Mm, that's true. I told her to cheer up. After all, last week we learned that we need to be happy when hard times come, right? You have a good point, Violet. But when the Bible says that we need to always be joyful, it's not saying that we will never be sad. Sadness is a natural emotion that even God feels from time to time. Wait, God gets sad? Well, that's what it says in verses like Genesis 6-6, Isaiah 65-3, and John 11:35. Joy isn't actually being happy all the time. 
It's trusting that God is going to help us through anything, even if we're too sad to see how. When we have this kind of joy, sadness can come and go, but happiness and peace remains. That's not the easiest thing to understand, Mr. Jacobs. I suppose not. And to be fair, I don't always get it either. But God's power doesn't depend on me understanding how it all works. I just have to trust Him. And let me tell you, it hasn't failed me yet. Is that in the Bible too? Mm, Romans 15, 13, Philippians 4, 7. Point made, just making sure. So, are we going to stay around here feeling sad for too much longer? Because I just got a text from Sam asking if we got lost on our way to the ice cream shop. Oh, right. Are you guys ready? Ready for what? Um, hello. We always go get ice cream after a drama show. Really? Nobody told me that! <laughs> See what I mean? You never know what's going to happen next in life. God always has something good in store. Yeah, and I for one don't want to miss out. To the truck! I'll be right there! Gotta turn off the radio first. <laughs> 